0: Check, check. I am now recording a podcast about the wonderful world of blockchain. It's scary, actually. It feels like uh, we've been taken over and Skynet is real. Uh, So I've been uh, working on a new project. And for that, uh, you know, I've been a noob as far as, you know, Bitcoin, blockchain, etc. Is you know, I mean, that world is... You know, I know it's exciting. I know that it has implications on big data, and I know that it is it is something to to worry about in terms of knowledge. And it's something that uh, I wish I knew more of. Um, and uh, work as it has uh, taken its turn has made me learn a bit about it. Uh, disclaimer: I still haven't bought any bitcoins. Or crypto, or altcoins, or Dogecoins, or whatever. But it's a lot of uh, conversation that uh, I see happening among my peers, among trendy sort of uh, social media blogs. I think uh, most people talk about the investing side of it and how you know you have believers and non-believers and. Uh, you know people who say that uh, this is going to change the world and you know it's going to go to the moon and some others that say that it's already an over inflated you know ponzi scale um, you have big players coming in you have you know people doubting uh, you know governments uh, blocking down locking down on you know on certain technologies concerns about you know terrorism uh, you know i mean uh, revolutionary outfits that that now have been found holding this cryptocurrency to people using it on the dark web Two, on the other side there is a whole new brave world of you know i mean non-fiat, uh, non uh, fiat non non fiat non governed non you know controlled Money that has value uh, that's backed uh, by you know direct transactions that's recorded and you know transparent. So it's a whole new world, and the implications have been many. Uh, I was working on a on an episode. Uh, uh, I was working on an article actually, and I just thought that I'll take you through this article and maybe give you my explanation or conversation around it because I have no idea who is listening to this and who might you know find this useful so welcome to my podcast uh, and it's starting with my friend uh, who's you know i'm gonna try this once the format is i play a little a paragraph and then i talk about it so let's go uh, my name is mazhar and i work with cryptoto.in and i also work with wisdom.in uh, so maybe i'll see you on uh, on those blogs sometimes so yeah
1: blockchain to doubt to nft today if the fear of missing out on the essential knowledge of the crypto market haunts you this article will put your horror to rest our world is developing into a complex yet profitable network fueled by innovation and technology One of the most recent, yet groundbreaking inventions has emerged from the finance sector, blockchain technology is a decentralized system to carry out transactions through peer-to-peer nodes. In simpler words, it constitutes an infrastructure that stores transactional records as a digital ledger. Origin of the Blockchain Conventional methods of transactions are inefficient. It started as a revolutionary alternative way to transfer money from computer to computer avoiding the global central banks. Every few minutes a local umpire solved a complex equation, demonstrated a proof of work and was invited to confirm the transaction. This umpire, or miner, gained a small commission-like reward in the form of a coin. This coin is scarce, hence holds value, like gold. Its other uses to hold value also, like gold, thus becoming an alternative currency. The high transaction charges, the inefficient record-keeping systems, and the tedious transaction time has led to several goof-ups in the past. Statistics show that the number of frauds in India via net banking amounted to a whopping 1,785 times, with the money lost in every episode more than 1 lakh each.
0: How can it make your life better? So yeah, I was to, uh, so this first paragraph, we spoke about how it originated. And one of the simplest things that I could understand uh, with this was that it became some sort of a technology that allowed one computer to confirm the transfer of something that is scarce and has value to another computer uniquely. And uh, it had to be authenticated. And uh, they used people's network, you know, the ones that we talk uh, about, and we call them miners. Uh, miners are not really some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of actual gold digging uh, people, but they're like uh, m- like empires. They're like people that confirm a transaction that happened from, you know, person A to person B. Person A is a complex uh, string of numbers. The values are attached to that number in terms of, uh, you know, currency value and uh, it's transferred to B. And when it's transferred to B, there is somebody that got to confirm this and somebody that also got to make sure that that token is also, you know, I mean, further inscribed with, his own like so he's in a pie he's like a magistrate as as sorts, and to be that magistrate because otherwise you'd have everybody saying okay i want to be a magistrate in this in this ecosystem uh, you have to actually solve a series of complex equations and once those equations are solved you have demonstrated that there's been a proof of work and uh, once that proof of work has been established you are invited to kind of umpire or referee or confirm or magistrate a transaction between a and b every few minutes there is one of these events of transaction confirmation and if you get a chance to, if you actually do get a chance to uh, to authenticate or confirm or you know, record that through your computer, or, you know, you get a little bit of a sliver of uh, this same currency. So, you know, I mean, that those are the miners and they're now collecting these over time. So as the value goes up, the amount of time it takes to actually qualify to make an authentication is getting more and more complex. And the system is creating a more and more complex sort of equation to solve. And that's why uh, these equations uh, are not simple, you know, things that you can do on on pen and paper. It takes computing power, it takes supercomputing power, actually. And uh, that's why they use these, you know, graphics cards uh, in computers because it helps them mine. And over time, the computing power that is required to solve these equations to become the empire to confirm the transaction has become more and more uh you know because you know i mean each of the transaction each of that sliver is now worth a lot more as well so um you know so so this whole uh so that's that's a bit of you know and the, it started by trying to bypass your western union central server or your visa central server or your you know i mean your bank of america central server or You know, you don't want, you could do this from A to B and some, some guy could actually confirm it. And now it's recorded and confirmed in this system that there's been a transfer of unit from A to B and that will never get erased. It's part of that unit, part of that coin. So we go on. How can
1: it make your life better? With a track record that incompetent everything evolves, a system of ledgers and central banking servers and high commissions is evolving. Blockchain-based, authenticated, decentralized record-keeping is cropping up from financial transactions to file authentication to Everything evolves for efficiency, a system of ledgers in central banking servers, and hyper-transaction commissions is now evolving. Blockchain-based, authenticated, decentralized record-keeping is cropping up from financial transactions to file authentication to royalty payments of music plays, tracking royalties from tickets sold attributed to a particular single event of the movie screenings. It's given rise to transparency and traceability, yet leaving levels of controllable anonymity and security, hence called crypto. This is brand new way of data or record sharing. What this is creating is new, unique, traceable but anonymous data conversations that big business and services can make available to smaller businesses and users while paying for its use institutions are talking to each other enabled by decentralized data confirmation using the computing power of apc in a small village in an obscure town societies thrive through organizations and communities that work together to build a business at the very center of an organization is the basic question of how to work together Where traditional systems introduced a hierarchy of people, blockchain technology works on automated trust that eases out the value of exchange. The ability to operate the basic machinery of social institutions intertwined with connectivity enables the origin of organizations that are truly distributed. The renaissance brought in solely with the help of blockchain technology is demonstrated in a term called decentralized automated organizations.
0: So um, I'm actually going to talk about uh, DeFi or decentralized autonomous financial institutions. Uh, is that is that right? Is it DeFi? Yeah, decentralized automatic uh, automated in, in organization. So uh, we're going to see since we do now have this new system that is bypassing you know government registrars per se or or big business registrars you're going to see a whole new you know way of uh, you know operating so if you uh, you could possibly see companies form up that you know earlier had to be registered with um that had to be registered with uh, maybe uh, you know a register of companies in in a particular you know government geography and had to follow certain norms you may have a new organization that is built with new rules so i mean rules that apply to certain organizations maybe profit being their main driver you could see other organizations that have other sort of objectives that that might might uh, spring up so you know imagine that there is a company that is not owned by anybody and that can agree or vote, or you know, whole board meetings where you know there are people all over the world that are taking decisions on behalf of that company in a democratic or, an, or you know rights-owned sort of way. But it's 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 possible to do that because now you have uh, a sort of system that can authenticate you know somebody's uh, you know ownership. So you see. Uh, You'll see pe- people owning, uh, you know, fragments in companies of, I mean, just imagine that. Imagine people owning a club like Manchester United. You always, you know, you always hear about how fans, uh, you know, want to own uh, large or, you know, fans want a, a greater say, but, you know, you have a big owner, you know, some oligarch or some, you know, some. Mm, government-backed, oil-funded, you know, big business that has to own a club like Manchester City or Manchester United or Arsenal or any of these big clubs. But say, for example, if fans came together and said, hey, you the club is now owned by this autonomous body. It's called the fans of, you know, Arsenal. uh, And it's owned by, you know... uh, it's owned by enthusiasts from all over the world, and they take over. They actually buy this company that is now living in the UK, uh, but now its ownership has been handed over to a virtual company. And that virtual company may have a representative, but all its its operations are, you know, done via voting, that is ownership-level voting. So. If they want to buy a new hot player, and if that's good for business, fan ownership will actually have to take it. So, if you own the club, you can decide how much, you know, your voice, if you own that one ticket, that's worth maybe one fragment of a percentage, you could say whether you want to sell or buy or, you know, or, you know, you can make a vote to make a decision, you know? So, that actually blew my mind. The fact that Organizations don't have to have, you know, the traditional way, uh, you know, of operating. So, you know, you, I mean, I think that's, that's just brilliant. So you'll see, uh, you know, a fan-owned club in the next 10 years, I think, that's completely going to be, you know, I mean, that's going to be blockchain-enabled, which means fans will actually vote for a new coach if he has to be sacked or, whether they have to go for, you know, they have to go for being more conservative and austerity because they've not done so well, or they have to go and make, you know, borrowings. Uh, And to make those borrowings, they actually have to, you know, put up a certain amount of the value uh, that can be given as, you know, a certain, uh, a certain, uh, you know, I don't know, like, uh, like a collateral to a bank and uh, and you know that's how business will be owned. Uh, you know, the, the, all of a sudden, uh, you know the, that that football club can, because its owners decided that they want to now do a certain type of charity, can decide that you know all the revenue that will come for the next week will go towards a particular charity, uh, and you know that couldn't happen. In, I mean, yes, if you have a single owner and and he can you know decide to do that, but if the fans feel it and if you know i mean uh, and if there is some sort of an emotion that is attached to a particular organization you can actually make that you can actually make that kind of you know vote and it will happen it will automatically happen across you know systems because there is value and there is ownership to that uh, to that company uh, that is decentralized so, so let's uh, let's wait and watch and see how that new world is going to uh, going to turn out so uh, yeah and then we go into the next section
1: the renaissance brought in solely with the help of blockchain technology is demonstrated in a term called decentralized automated organizations
0: that's what we were talking about
1: non fungible tokens in day. if you are shouting in your pillow bewildered over how in these few minutes five different terms have been introduced in this article brace yourselves for there is definitely more Decentralized finance, aka DeFi, is associated with the same notion of working without a leader or a single person who makes the decisions in an organization. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies use blockchain technology to keep a track of transactions, saving their information in chains of blocks that are available to everybody as a public distributed ledger. Since the digital space can and should not be boxed into the crypto markets alone, the realm of content creation which includes art collectibles is merging deftly into the blockchain in the form of non-fungible tokens, NFT. These NFTs are essentially digital assets whose ownership is recorded in the blockchain.
0: So, yeah, so, I mean, I think she, you know, this, uh, the writer Sana, she's actually touched on something that's also very exciting and that's one of the reasons why well, I've reason- recently thought that I'll get into like trying to understand some more. Uh, NFTs is really hot in the art circles right now. Every artist that you know is talking about how they can get involved and get, you know, get paid with NFTs. And I was talking to a friend of mine and and, uh, and telling him how I feel uh, NFTs may play a role. I mean, I again, I'm a noob. I don't own any NFTs. I'm not a buyer, but I'm just kind of observing, you know, the world and uh, how, you know, the technology of making something unique and scarce is what gives value to that thing. So the reason why a Van Gogh is, uh, you know, worth its weight more than, you know, Gold Leaf is uh, because there's only one piece. There was one artist at one time who made a painting that is now appreciated by so many people and that appreciation is desire and they all desire to own that one Van Gogh starry night painting in original in their house I can tell you there are probably 50 million people right now who will sell their house to buy that painting and put it up in their house well if you sell the house how do you put it up in the house sorry if you know what I mean so they 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 would just go they would go all in just to own it so now you have a scarce commodity which is this painting by that great man who's passed away and millions of people that want a piece of the action they want to own it they don't want to own it because they like to see it they want to own it because it holds value and it's associated with the emotion and the singularity of that person that created it So now if you can have a digital version of this so you can actually have that one painting linked to one piece of art or one piece of uh, code which is equal to a video or an image or a gif or some sort of a graphic and you can actually control how many of those original graphics when i say original i mean unique graphics that are available for ownership so uh, you remember how you had painters that, uh, an artist that used to do limited edition prints and they would sign one out of 200? I don't know if you've ever seen it, maybe you haven't, but I have. Uh, what It's a big deal, I have some signed prints authenticated by a signature and a number and they're limited prints. The reason, again, these are more valuable not because you know they can't be recreated of course they can be recreated but these are now signed and they're they they will not be called limited edition so you know i mean just by making things scarce limited means scarce you associate value to it and that's what's been really fun about uh, nfts you know it's uh, the fact is that you can now link a digital piece of art to a unique number and the owner will get inscribed in that number. Of course, you can have a copy that you can look at, but you can't own it. Of course, you can, you know, you can, you know, screen grab that image and say, hey, fuck, what's the big deal? I have uh, I have the JPEG as my wallpaper. What's the big deal in that? Any monetization that is attributed to that particular art will go to the owner. The owner may be the artist or maybe now, 100,000 people that own that little piece, and every time it get, gains royalties or it's used on, uh, you know, on, on a commercial backpack or you know, Apple decides to make it their new wallpaper, for example, and there is a contract that says if this uh, wallpaper is used on Apple computers every year, Apple will pay a certain amount of royalty that will be attributed to the artist who has sold it to. That one person who has fragmented it to the 10 people who have further fragmented it to the 100,000 people that now own that one digital piece of, you know, intellectual property, not intellectual property, actual graphic property. So, you know, I mean, uh, that's fun Uh, if you understand rights and if you understand royalties and if you understand, uh, you know, value attributed to scarce commodity this is going to be the next game changer. And it's only come out now. So if you don't, if you just let it go along, it's like like somebody telling you that they've kind of, you know, they've kind of found a brand new way to create value with, within the creative community. And if you don't understand it early enough, you're going to miss the bus. It's like when printing became uh available color printing became available to you know to the world where you know before that you had to spend hours and hours to get you know a color print painted now you have a machine that just replicates it in you know in 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 three or four colors uh maybe using screens or maybe using automated technology uh it's like that we're on we're on a cusp there's something that's changing uh i would probably think that you know you will see nfts being used in music in uh, you know i know there's a, there's a really popular artist called kashmir and i think he made his uh, he released his uh, his music as well as official merchandise on a platform that uh, allowed for nft ownership of that uh, of that song and you could buy in at at certain levels and you know, I mean, it's just a different way the creative community was going to use uh, this thing, and I don't. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Uh, you will see luxury goods uh, coming and playing a role in NFTs. You will see them, uh, you know, I mean, them coming in and uh, and using, you know, certain uh, creative uh, creative attributes uh, from artists that they will now pay royalties to because they've used that art and because you know you know it's directly associated with that art so and it can be traced and it can be sold and it can be it's liquid uh if there's value that value is is public it you know i mean so it's it's a bit of a gold rush it's a bit of a uh you know new world right now and and it's exciting to me these nfts are essentially
1: digital assets whose ownership is recorded in the blockchain Since every NFT is a piece of art or culture that is unique from the other, they are non-exchangeable or non-fungible. The rise of the internet led to a huge number of videos, photos, and experiences being exchanged around the globe without any royalties paid to the owners. The introduction of NFTS allows ownership to be provided on the network, preventing unlimited production and piracies. Is blockchain ready to take the world by storm? Yes, the very essence of blockchain is modern and inclusive and caters to a large public own to its scalability and immense potential. The major development in technology makes it imperative for people to understand the intricacies of the decentralized markets, for it furnishes next-gen opportunities that are limited only by a person's imagination. What does all this mean for me? If you are reading this article, consider yourself fortunate. While blockchain has been in existence since 2006, its actual use from money transfers in financial markets, to tracking music plays, to allowing fractional ownership in a classical grandmaster's art hanging in a museum, from a private collection in London, to confirming if your home kitchen delivery order was delivered on time. No, please don't just head to an app and load a wallet with shiny coins that you have heard about on the internet. But yes, be inquisitive, enthusiastic and eager to learn more about what this could mean for the world. Read more about the uses. if you are a lawyer, look up its implications in legal document certification, if you are a doctor, look up how patient records and research information as or could be held together using these little unique data tokens. Get in early, as someone who can participate as a user, or someone who can implement provide solutions using this language. You'll be ahead of the game for 99% of your peers at your age around the world. It's like that time, when economies discovered that trading sheep could be replaced with a common agreed cowrie shell that holds value. We are just like shepherds, just understanding what possibilities these common share tokens could be used for as agreements and what that could mean for business across economies and seas.
0: Yeah, so I mean, the last two paragraphs and that was the end of the, the article, but, you know, I mean, I'm just going to go back to what she said. And we spoke about how NFTs are going to make things really inclusive. Uh, You know, I mean, I was just thinking about how Napster uh, had come in and it kind of revolutionized the music business by making music, digital music, uh, you know, I mean, homogenous and and available to everybody and available peer to peer and it was available for free. That was actually the beginning of a massive, massive, uh, you know, downturn initially. Uh, but a democratization, and you have streaming services now that have kind of over, overlooked those those kind of issues. And I mean, I, I mean, if you know music, if you know the music business, uh, digital music is now 85, 89 percent of the music business. I mean, everybody's looking at streaming, and you know, uh, the world has taken a dip. It you know earlier, I couldn't get my head to understand how. In a post world post napster world how the music business would survive but hey it's thriving you know i mean like you have itunes that is the largest music uh the music uh company in the world uh, and it does it's not even a, a music company first you have spotify that's now you know doing plays and you know i, I mean there is there's a big uh, there is a big uh, debate about how you know artists are getting that that royalty and whether that is conducive to uh, you know creativity but the fact is that there is more music being consumed today on people's mobile phones and handset devices than it ever was before it's it's it hasn't taken away from uh, the music business if you ask me by the end of it you know you think about it and and it's uh, it's actually made made a hockey stick like you know jump and uh, and that's what's happening across the world. So imagine artists who are making you know stylistic uh, creatives that now can you know can get traced monies back to them. Uh, the music business did have a royalty system. Imagine the royalty system actually coming in for you know a home chef that makes a particular style of dokla you know i don't know it could just be that and if you could blockchain the fact that if somebody downloads and and then orders this sort of ingredient kit and they put it together and it's delivered to you that auntie sitting at home that designed the the recipe could get a fractional uh payback i mean i don't know hey million dollars um you know business idea I've just given out here on our podcast so take it and go so yeah get get an early understand what it could mean understand how you know how this is going to change the world i've gone a bit hyperbole and i've you know also spoken about how you know the barter system was you know trading livestock to having a common you know cowrie shell that that held value or you know and then it went to gold uh, that held value because it was a particular type of you know currency to it moving to a fiat currency which was something that was you know underwritten by a government a sterling to a fiat so it was partially under uh underwritten by a, a government and partially backed by gold to uh you know the trillions of dollars that the us uh, and economies all over the world actually just print because they feel like uh, so you know I mean value is only available when it's scarce and you'll see that happening with NFTs as well so it's it's exciting the times are exciting and I don't want to ramble anymore if you've enjoyed this podcast and if you'd want me to do some more uh, you know you can find me on uh, N-A-Z-H-E-R-R on Twitter and I'm also available uh, on uh, this platform called WSHDOM. So, you know, we can uh, we can connect on Wisdom on Twitter and my independent handle is also M-A-Z-H-E-R-R on uh, Twitter. So I hope you've enjoyed this half an hour or a little more than that with me. And, and if you've enjoyed that, please find me and, be me, and I'll keep more of these coming. This is my first episode, so I apologize and it will get better. I promise. I, and I hope to keep, you know, keep it coming. So enjoy yourself. I will plan a uh, sign offline next time. But uh, I've had fun making this. I hope you've had fun listening to this. Cheers and happy days.